Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on CastBox now. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, and it does have all your favorite podcasts, okay? Okay, you can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox. We literally hate every single other podcast provider, as you guys know, and especially the main one, and you know which one we're talking about. And we're super excited that we're finally on CastBox because we think it's the best. So try it. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we recap the week in politics like we are recapping the week in reality TV. Now, we have been home from Asia mm-hmm. for one full official week. Oh. Right? Wow. A whole week. We've I done mean, a we've done a full Monday through Sunday in America. <laughs> uh-huh. It feels so weird. I mean, if we were um, like Madonna, we'd be speaking with a different accent. We did already have to have ramen. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm surprised we haven't had sushi. We probably will have to have that this week. We did bust some Mexican food. Yes, that's that is true. That's got us firmly back into California. Oh, that is true. And um, and I didn't just have a little ramen. I had an excess of it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I had to have an excess of it. You basically had it. For two meals. I had it for two meals <laughs> and I couldn't stop eating the noodles. I mean, I'm filled with noodles. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's we're trying to come down. We're, we're in Asia withdrawals and we're still definitely jet lagged. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's not going. It's no, I think crazy. it's going to take a month because <sighs> because of the um, the universal algorithms, uh-huh. um, you know, the sun rises and falls at the opposite time. You know what I mean? And that's. That wreaks havoc on the body. You know, that's what um, Tammy Lynn Michaels, Melissa Etheridge's ex, when we were at Melissa Etheridge's house. Yeah. Guys, um, Tammy said that is why she judged Angelina and the kids. Because remember, Angelina and Brad Pitt and Melissa Etheridge used to be best friends. Right. And then when Brad got with Angelina, he fucking dropped Melissa. And Melissa and Tam hated Angelina, remember? Right, yes. And she was like, it's so gross how they raise those kids. You can't bring children all around the globe. They need to be in the same, you know, or maybe it's like circadian rhythms. It's the rhythms of something. Like it's when the sun goes up and the sun goes down. It's like it, your body oh. your body has to be in the same mm-hmm. time zone. Mm-hmm. It can't keep switching time zones. Right. It's not healthy. So they thought that it was irresponsible how they were raising, how Angie was raising the kids. 
Right. Remember uh, when they talked all that shit? Yes, they did talk a lot of shit. Or she talked a lot of shit. That's true. I forgot about that. Ugh, that's right. We'll just oh, well, call now. us Shiloh fucking <laughs> Jolie Pitt. I know. Shiloh's what? Maybe Shiloh's 18 already. I think she's probably 10. <laughs> oh. Or 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but Maddox is almost 18. That's so weird. We can be Zahara. You can be Shiloh Jolie Pitt, and I'll be Zahara Marley Jolie Pitt. <laughs> I wonder okay. who Angelina's fucking. I need to like try mm. and get up in the biz. I haven't really looked in, tried to find out what Angelina's up to. How can we even find out? She's not really putting herself out there lately. Don't they follow her around? And like, I mean, I just read an Us Weekly cover to cover, but the whole thing was about fucking Carrie Underwood, that fucking hot trash, Ish. and Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> um, that queen. And it was about their feud. Oh, they have a feud? They have a feud. What's their feud about? Their hooves have a feud. (laughs) Um, Their feud is about fucking, you know, who's the best idol. And it's fucking Kelly Clarkson, okay? And Mm -hmm. anybody that even tries to come with old Carrie Underwood and her fucking veneers (laughs) and her Jesus fucking take the wheel bullshit. (laughs) I can't with any of her. She's so dorky and annoying. No, Kelly Clarkson is, is the queen. That's right. Idol wouldn't exist if it wasn't for her. That's true. Period. That is true. If she hadn't won that first time and been like the shit, then the whole thing would have just went. And no one has sung as good as her since then. Now your hair, <laughs> it does. It it's it is. We got to do the treatment again. Now, if okay. you guys want to hear about the Julie hair treatments, <laughs> go to our Patreon, mm. www.patreon.com. Sign on up. It's a dollar a week. It's a dollar a podcast. It's an hour long podcast. We did a very special treatment on Julie's hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it involved crushing up vitamin C, chewable vitamin C's. I wanted to. Why did it work on the girl and it didn't Ow. work on you? I don't know. Because it wasn't the same color as it was in the video. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, and don't also, get too deep into it. If they want right. to know what's going on, they got to go to the Patreon. All I have to say to you as a teaser is it is so itchy. It is. Uh huh. We got to get the head and shoulder. We got to do it next time with the head and shoulders. The episode we have up this past week is called. It's called She's Great, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> um, about, you know, our further adventures in Asia. Mm-hmm. That's right. <sighs> the Patreons keep going up late and we want to know when what day we should really do the Patreon on. So mm-hmm. we're going to ask the people who subscribe what they which day that they would all prefer for it to come out it yeah. usually comes out on tuesdays and same day as this podcast but we've just been who knows we've been doing <laughs> hair treatments and fucking up and you know it's hard we've been a lot of it's tired it's, <laughs> it's tired it's tired it's, it's tired. struggling it's doing you know trying it's trying now we have a live show tell them about the live show we're doing a live show in dc on june 1st at the dc comedy loft at 5 p.m um our special guest is scott dworkin he is a he's a pundit he wrote a book he's a like a progressive he's a twitter warrior he really is motherfucker is like a twitter star twitter star yeah he really is he's got like 500 million followers yeah um, he's a political influencer and activist oh, on social is. media, yes. like period. Like you want to talk about like fucking Frankie Grande being an influencer right. or old um, Lori Laughlin's fucking trash daughter. It's, this guy yeah. is a political influencer. Right. He's doing dem- he's doing he's doing progressive halls, progressive halls. Mm-hmm. He's hitting that 
Forever 21 yes. DNC. That's exactly. And he's giving you yep. all the business. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We're having Tarver Lundy, our boo of the ages. Mm -hmm. um, very old, tried and true Fran and Patreon member. Mm -hmm. And we've had him, you know, years. Yeah. He is going to do a gay guys and their feelings. We're so excited um, to have him. Now we're looking for. We're looking for someone to sing the opening theme song. Um, now we are working on also getting someone to perform Sweet Transvestite. We are in talks with a local drag queen. Okay, good. Um, so that looks like it might work out. We did contact the local chapter of Rocky Horror DC. They are ignoring us, so they can fuck off. <laughs> they can fuck right on I off. I don't know why they think they can ig ignore us. Or at least not respond with a thank you. I mean, I don't even get it. Who's looking for whatever no one. $3.50 <laughs> Tim Curry they've got going on? How dare? How da -da dare? Well, I hope that we would rather... We don't even want strangers to do it. I don't even want... Even though it's well, a no. local drag queen, that's fine. But, like, we want people who listen. We want, you know, we want people that are connected to the podcast because it yes, feels good. Of course. The dream always when we do live shows is for people who listen... To come and do the performing. But yes, if we can't find you, we will find uh, someone to do it or we'll do it. Yeah. Unfortunate. God forbid we get out there and do sweet transvestite. OK, don't make <laughs> me do it. Do not yeah. make me do it. OK, I, mean, I don't want to have to put on that outfit and do it. Let's get to eye of the shit storm. <laughs> You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. Okay, so um, there was no real shitstorm this week, uh, except for Trump's Twitter war with Iran, which is basically going to end us up in actual war. Um, on Sunday, Trump literally tweeted, literally tweeted, if Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran. Never threaten the United States again. Is he, that, why doesn't he just write, please nuke us? Wow. I mean. Um, or let's go to war. I, I, I'm officially I, calling us into war with Iran yeah, right now on Twitter of on all Twitter. things. So in case any of you didn't listen to last week's podcast, um, or you just don't remember or you just don't care um we're gonna play you a little professional recap from cnn okay on why the drama with iran has gotten us this far because it was we told y'all last week but it was the whole thing with trump calling their secret service terrorists or naming officially naming them a terrorist group mm -hmm. and pulling out of the agreement well so we'll just listen to this <laughs> we'll listen to the a professional newscaster tell you why let's listen let's listen Tensions between the U.S. and Iran have been on the rise basically ever since President Trump took office. They're not behaving. The Trump administration moved very quickly to pull the United States out of the nuclear agreement, which granted Iran sanctions relief in return for curbs on its nuclear program. There are increasing tensions with Iran. Is the U.S. on a path to a real war? The U.S. has hit Iran with several rounds of crippling sanctions, which have choked off a lot of the foreign investment coming into this country and has made it all but impossible for Iran to export its oil. The Iran sanctions are very strong. They're the strongest sanctions we've ever imposed. Even though Iran's economy is in a tailspin, the leadership of this country has vowed to stand up to the Trump administration. We 
will break the sanctions with honor. The Iranians support Bashar al-Assad in Syria. They also support the Houthis in Yemen. And Iran has threatened that it could hit American military bases with ballistic missiles if there ever was a military confrontation between these two countries. Hearing little stories about Iran, if they do anything, they will suffer greatly. The U.S. has called Iran the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world whereas Tehran is saying it's simply resisting American interference in the Middle East. Basically what he was saying there at the end in Iranian, I don't know what language it is. Me either. <laughs> uh, is he said um, relation, the relationship with, uh, with America right now would be poison and we're just not going to do it. So it's like, ooh, okay. But um, on this past Friday, anonymous source in the Trump administration said that the U.S. intelligence had multiple images of Iranian commercial ships in the Persian Gulf that it believes are carrying missiles and other weapons. So basically, that's the deal, is that everything in the in the clip ramped up um, and it was all heating up last week. And we read on the podcast last week, we told you all the tweets and Trump and fucking whatever. And um Mike Pompeo talking about we don't want to go to I, uh, a war with Iran, but whatever, you know, we will be we will respond swiftly to anything. And then all of a sudden it's like on Friday, this anonymous source um, sort of gives information to CNN who cannot corroborate that it's even true that they've got ships filled with weapons, but they're not like military ships. They're like commercial ships. And they're kind of like uh, their path, whatever it is in the Persian Gulf, is like not their normal. Mm -hmm. It's like a weird path. It's like, they were, it's like they were doing a drive-by. They were doing a drive-by like at the, on the, uh, so that the, at the castle they could see the ship go by and that they would like pull back a curtain and yeah. be like, like honk, honk. Hey, what's up, Iran? See what's it is like a drive by a real gang one where they drive by and just hold up a gun and be like, we have this. Yeah, and they like yes. look, make eye contact. And it's like we have a gun. And it's right. like so they're like, of course, somehow the Trump administration leaks that the intelligence has these photos. But it seems like to me, since CNN was very made it very clear that they have not corroborated any of this as true other than from one anonymous source. I think that they're trying to, like, justify this rhetoric that's going back and forth. Because he fucking tweeted, if Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran. Never threaten the United States again. Like, he wants he wants to make it look like Iran's coming for us so that he can fucking talk his shit. Right. They, we were basically provoking them to talk some shit. And then yeah. he could go and be like, they're talking shit. Yeah. You do not respect me. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you not respect me? Like, okay. So after he... um tweets that mm -hmm. of course all the fucking you know <laughs> buggers came up and were like bringing up all these old tweets right it's fun to just look through the through the people that reply to him and they always come back with like all his old tweets so there's right. like four main tweets about iran from like 2012 and 2013 right where he's like talking shit to obama about iran right yes too so let me let me read them if I may. Okay. Um, this is from 2011. Donald Trump tweeted, "In order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran." <laughs> In order to get elected, Obama will start a war with Iran. Right. 
which is pretty much basically what he's seeming to do. Yeah. And that's a fucking Putin move anyways. Yes, it is to start something to provoke yeah. and pretend like you didn't do it and to passive aggressively do it. And then the other people get mad and then you start the war. That's Putin. So then then another one that he did was and this is 2012. Uh, he tweeted now that Obama's poll numbers are in tailspin. Watch for him to launch a strike in Libya or Iran. He is desperate. So says the desperate. Yeah, the desperate with terrible poll numbers. Also a Putin move when you're polling bad. Go bomb Ukraine. That's right. That's I mean, right. Mm -hmm. and then and then help and then like, but make it look like it's their fault and you're doing a righteous thing. Right. Um, and then another one, 2012. Don't let Obama play the Iran card in order to start a war in order to get elected. Be careful, Republicans. I mean, this fucking motherfucker. And he does want to get reelected. He's in. It's in the same shit. Same shit. And by the way, be careful, Republicans. <laughs> right now. Be yeah. careful, Republicans. You fucking dopes. Exactly. Like, you are a bunch of fucking morons. OK. Um, and then in 2013, remember what I previously said? Obama will someday attack Iran in order to show how tough he is. Interesting. What is going to happen here? Like, is is he what what's what what's what's going on? Like, what's going to happen? I mean, I feel like that if Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran. I think that's got to be the most aggressively warmongering tweet he's ever done. Oh my god! Don't that's going to be the end of something. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to nuke? You're going to nuke them? And by the way, they have nuclear capability too, and they're good friends with Russia. So they don't have an army. They would use Russia's army, right? It, it didn't. It wouldn't even. They have an army. They no, have. They, do. they have a military. So we would what? You're going to go nuke Iran, or you'll go put a payload of loads on your <laughs> uh -huh. do loads all over them, blow up the country, and then it's going to be. <laughs> like Iraq or Afghanistan and then it's going to be mayhem and chaos and horrifying and b b children blown up and you're going to go send p our troops there. A lot of people die and then it's just going to be hor a a a horrifying, horrifying, horrifying. And what to what end? It's it like to what end you're going to put a new are you going to put a new regime in there? Are you going to put a what does he do? What does he want, though? He's already put the sanctions. They can't. They're having. A difficult time exporting their oil. Right. I'm sure China's still taking it and we're just like taking it up the ass from fucking China. It's do they want to put the I don't know if they have their own leader that they want to put in or that they you know, ultimately what would he would have to do is prop up a, a new leader that would be in business with America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's really the shit storm because um, I just thought that that tweet was I was like, God damn. He's got one more. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Well, these are the these are the hypocrisy tweets that but the main tweet is the one about it'll be the end of Iran. But in 2013, remember that I predicted a long time ago that President Obama will attack Iran because of his inability to negotiate properly, not skilled. <sighs> I mean, it's literally like he's talking about himself. It's so bizarre. And does he even care that he said all that shit? He doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, he does not care. He is the he is the definition of no shame in the game. No, if somebody were to read these, sit to, like they did with the Bible, if they yeah. were to sit with him and be like, "We're going to read these to you," and we're just wondering if you could just comment on that, 
he could be like, no, that was, I don't even remember doing that. Or, I mean, you know, those were great. That Those worked great at the time. <laughs> no, that was a different situation. Those worked great at the time. That's just not what was going on now. So. Well, now it's time for a special edition, a very special edition of Gay Questions. I got gay questions and I need gay answers. I got gay questions and I need gay answers. Yeah, I got gay questions and I need gay answers. I got gay questions and I need gay answers. This segment is called Gay Questions, and it usually consists of us answering questions from our 14 listeners. But today we are doing something very special, and we are asking the gay questions to a big old gay guy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the energy in the room. <laughs> and this particular gay guy just happens to be our favorite gay guy oh. in the whole wide world. Not only is he the inspiration for this segment, not only does he sing the opening song for this segment, he's also the inspiration for this whole goddamn podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's the creator and star of the worldwide juggernaut known as Hey Queen, which has spawned over a dozen successful spinoffs. And when he's on hiatus, he spends the rest of the year touring with the legendary Dita Von Teese. We've known him for a million years. He's given us a million jobs and a million opportunities. He's one of the most generous and supportive people we know. He's our sissy, our bestie, our brother, and our gay pimp daddy. It's time for Gay Questions with Johnny McGovern. Yay. Hey, Johnny. I invented this segment. <laughs> you invented podcasting, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. That's true. You were podcasting before anyone was podcasting. It's true. Now I'm just still in the basement. <laughs> you were um, viral videoing before anyone was viral videoing. I know, before YouTube. The problem with being so early on everything is that I didn't make the money. Ugh. Well, yeah. <laughs> well neither we are we. ever make any money. <laughs> no. 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 Somehow people just go and fucking cook on YouTube. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah. Oh, I'm drunk on YouTube and cooking. It's like I'm drunk all the time here cooking. <laughs> I know, she I'm not making any money. Food network now. What's oh a, my why, God. why? Is it still there? I don't know. I I hope not. Okay, so Johnny, since we're talking politics. Okay, but hold on, listeners. I'm in. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> I'm in the drug den, and I'm staring at all of your pictures. They're not lying. It's all up here. Yep. Name they're all here. Name check some people. Name check. Let's see. Uh, Joey, you're there. Oh, Juliana, Joey McIntyre. Jamie Voss, I'm looking at you, Devin. <laughs> Jason Moss, your headshot's killing it. Uh, I thought it was Dion von Furstenberg, but it's Angie. <laughs> right. Johnny, who are you with? David, right? Your picture up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me Dave. and Lady Red with David. Yeah, David Walker Doyle. God bless DWD. <laughs> we put all the pics up, we look at people. Yeah. It's good inspiration. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Does it seem like a drug den? I mean, the drugs have really lessened in here. No, mm -hmm. because the last time I was in this room, it was just a spare bedroom or whatever. <laughs> so it didn't have any of this any stuff. Of and it really was a drug den because that's all. Would You'd right. be like, well, let's go in there. But now, well, it's, yeah, that's true. It's really, yeah, it's really lessened. It's come together. 
<laughs> looks stunning. It's like an art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> of trash. Mm-hmm. I love your Julie Brandy caricature from the street artist in Barcelona, <laughs> where you guys look like Taylor Swift and the Fonz. <laughs> now that's nice. I think it's Shelley Long. And perhaps, is it Robert De Niro or uh, who is it? Yes, you're right. It also could be Shelley Long and Robert De Niro <laughs> starring in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> now, like they, we, uh, we, you know the story is that we got our caricatures done. My nose was four inches long, and I was fucking horrified. Julie was like a like a bohunk, like like I don't even know who did you say you look like, like Mel Torme? Or oh yeah, something? no, um, <laughs> I looked like um, Full I looked man. like I looked like um, Mel from Alice. Yeah. Who's okay. that Mel the, in the other one? Mel. Yeah, isn't it Mel Torme? No, it's not Mel Torme. It's Mel. It's Mel from Alice. Yeah. I don't know what his last name Vic was. Tabak. Oh, Vic, Vic Tabak. <laughs> Your style icon, Vic Tabak. So we we taped it on the wall on a cruise, and then we left it there. And whoever, who knows, whoever came in was like nice uglies from their fucking caricature. <laughs> so someone, so someone, so no, our our digital esteemed artist. And, and Ange, Jennifer Johnson and Ange like made us that for Julie's birthday. So that's actually like a forgiving and wonderful. I would never have hung up the actual one we did. It was hideous. It has ruined my life. <laughs> my nose and my nostrils. That's why I said I look like Shelly Long. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was bringing Shelly Long to the table in Barcelona. And somebody would have walked in like, I'm so excited for this cruise. <laughs> Me too. Oh. Ooh, who is this? I thought we had a window into the ocean, not a window into Vic Tabak and whoever that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since we're talking about politics, let us know where do you get your news? Um, uh, NPR in the car. And is that every day? Mm, no. I'll look. I mean, I'll, I'm guilty of of scrolling through social for the cues on what I need to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. NPR to really see what's going on. Flipping through the news is do just you, so do depressing. Do you really do any cable news? I don't think you do. Not on a regs basis, but I do have enough friends who love to. Like, if I go visit Gerg, let me tell you, it's Rachel Maddow hour every day That's... because his boyfriend. Is always has it on. So, I mean, Kane I'd Lanning. really say the the Kane Lanning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro, college bro for you is his new <laughs> oh, nom to thank plume. You. No wonder he loved you so much, man. Yeah. And then I <laughs> get my, my most of my news from the most trusted source. This podcast. Don't get politics. <laughs> the most well, trusted source. Mm-hmm. Are we giving you an NPR feel? Are we that credible? You're very credible. An <laughs> NPR feel. They don't talk about cocaine as much. Do you you don't find you're not put off by like the pretension of NPR at all? No, I trust them. I need something a little more soothing to go to bed so you know what it is now. <gasps> ASMR. 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 So I go to bed. It's not ASMR. Have you posted any of your videos yet? I'm about to make a big debut <laughs> as the whisper. Oh, whisper. Because I'm <laughs> oh, let's talk about failures and just voice. Um, when is your big debut? Do you know? I don't know. I've recorded about five or six ASMR videos. Why are you mm. slow playing these? It's because I've just had. Some, I'm like I'm literally. Uh, I'm trying to fulfill a, a two hundred fifty thousand dollars television <laughs> deal, of which I've made none of the two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, there's like so many. Like, Hey Queen is on like a, a like a factory thing, but there's only four people in the fucking factory, so it's okay. It's been intense. So you're turning and burning, and you have no time for your personal dreams. Yeah, for my personal dreams, right. I'm like, hmm, ASMR, maybe not, but the whisper. <laughs> I mean, it's me talking about like opening La Mer boxes and Ooh. skincare and going through the La Mer catalog. Mm, that's it's nice. Very soothing. Do you put any lotion on? It's not really about, it's more about the, <laughs> the fantasy, the product opening and talking about the products. The best one is the La Mer book because it's the propaganda from La Mer. So it's like, feel the power of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> If you're, why you're not on QVC, <laughs> turning and burning and being I mean, used. I, believe me, I think sometimes like, oh, I, I could just go to work for Lemaire as a salesperson. That'd be great. You would be great. I should go work in the executive team of Lemaire. Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, just let's, as with everyone, your real dreams ruined your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're going to be doing mm -hmm. ASMR. Find your new dream. Whatever it is. Let your old dream, which is now turned into a nightmare and a yeah, living hell, exactly. stay there. Yeah. And let's do ASMR. All right. Well, I would love a, a big hot whisk bear opening products I can't afford. Mm hmm. Fantastic. I mean, it is very, I've listened to my own videos to go to sleep. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> okay. So you don't do all of the gays. You don't do Don Lemon. You don't do fucking Anderson Cooper. You don't do Rachel Maddow. Those are the top three gays. You know, no. I don't have time. What I want to watch TV and be enjoyed. I It's podcasting, which I'll listen to to get to learn. updates and learn in the car and the radio. When you take your cues from social media, are you looking at like fights or how are you getting your cues? Like just what people are talking about? Yeah, what people are talking about, things that people are outraged about. And then I'll click through to whatever articles seem real. Okay. <laughs> and then, and that are, of course, important to me, which is healthcare, uh, which is gay rights, which is civil rights, um, and which is the environment. Those are like my big things. That's for what sure. you care about for 2020? A lot. I really think we need to fucking stand up to the corporations and taxes, uh, the rich getting too many and people and social, uh, you know, the social structure that helps poor people not be poor. Yeah. What is it called? Um, what are they called? Like social programs? You know that where it's like entitlements. So well, yeah, they call them entitlements. It's so fucking rude. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's some bullshit. Yeah, it is it's, bullshit because in who? I think I learned it from doing this podcast. It's like yeah. entitlements. What are they talking? I thought it was for rich people. The entitlements are the tax cuts that the rich get. Yeah. That is entitling yes. them to continue to stay rich. Mm -hmm. Our own president hasn't fucking probably paid correct taxes his entire life. So that is what really makes me, uh, you know, just furious. What haunts you with, like right now, like day to day, what haunts you with this administration? Like, I feel like for me, like for example, I feel like it's, um, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's the corruption. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's like the division in the country and it's racism. And it's like what haunts you on the regular? Like some people really healthcare is what haunts them or the fact that social security won't be there or, um, the fucking really, I mean, even like tech giants and Google and like, what is the daily thing where you're like, he needs to get out. What mm -hmm. is the reason he needs to get out? Well, these, these, the real dirty secret is that all the regulations being cut for the environment, for protected lands, for fucking fracking. The corporations are being, once again, let to have full free reign to rip the earth apart and pollute with no, no, no one to say stop it. No bad mommy or daddy to draw a line. It's just really unbelievable and shocking. And so we're paying attention to all this other shit and Trump tweeting and whatever. Meanwhile, they are ripping apart the things that we think are there safe. Yep. 
they're they're yeah. i mean they're they're we, we the, the earth is in fucking major danger the fact that there is anybody questioning climate change and change the the, the difficulties that the earth is going to have continuing soon yeah. we're in big fucking trouble <laughs> yeah. the fact that they're the green new deal as anybody pushing back and talking about hamburgers and airplanes like <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Get a life raft because you're going to be swimming, bitch. Get one for your kids. And get Exactly. And the, and the fact that all these people who say that they care about America and care about the country are just like letting our entire world be destroyed and ignoring the evidence is just sick to me. We need someone in charge who's going to be like, no, sorry, bitch. This is it. Corporations, back the fuck off. You can't do that. You polluted this way. You're going to pay. It all needs to fucking happen. It needs to happen from the top down because rich people are the fucking ones who are running shit and they're doing it not to protect the world or the country or America or anything. They're doing it to continue to be rich. Yes. What do you think about like India and China? Because we're like Chinese now. Um, (laughs) Also being huge, huge polluters. Like we can do what we can do, but... I mean, look at look at the skyline in our wonderful photo Uh, where we imitated Amazing Race. Um, You can't even see it's so much pollution and smog in China. Julian Brandy have climbed to the top of Mount (laughs) Fujisama, but can they get down? They'll need to get down in five hours while not dying from the smog. (laughs) TT and Jojo are at least three miles ahead of them, and they may have given them a roadblock, which will force Julie to use a public bathroom for number two. I can't do it. I won't Julie, do it. You're going to fucking do it, Julie. I can't do I'm it. Or I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, I'm going to be like, since when can't you take a shit in a public bathroom? <laughs> Have you met yourself? <laughs> You're right. I can shit anywhere. Hole Johnny, in the floor. That, Here I come. That was good, Johnny. Are you a secret, closeted, amazing race fan? I mean, I actually do not enjoy Amazing Race, but I did watch the first five or six years when I thought it was good, and then I was like, get out. No, forget it. I mean, U-Turn? I wouldn't even have known that shit. Mm, that's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the environment is really big for me because I love nature. As I've grown older, I love going to the forest, like a vacation beach. Fuck it. I hate it. I don't like hot weather. I love to see the fucking beautiful nature in the woods, in Canada, in the mountains. And we're in danger of not having any of those things exist in a very short amount of time. And it's all because the rich have been unchecked and the corporations are yeah. unchecked. And because now the government is run by rich people who, you know, you said it so many times in this podcast, but Trump has dismantled everything that's supposed to protect consumers, Americans, the environment, things that we think are the baseline. And we're all just, you know, all all the tweets and all the drama and all of this and all of that. That's distracting from the fact that it's happening now. All this shit is they're doing it. So who do you like? Do you have obviously you've been listening to NPR, you've been listening to this. Um, we've talked about, we haven't talked about, and there's a couple of new people on the scene where people will go, I love that guy from Colorado. And I'll go, yeah, he's great. Don't know who he is. Yeah, I, <laughs> my, I have to each week just find out. There's still so many of them that I don't know. And I know they'll start to come into my consciousness. Yeah. And I still have no clue who to support. I'm still waiting and watching and listening. I mean, in a fantasy world, bad mommy, Elizabeth Warren is someone that excites me because she has some fucking plans and she's doing her homework and she's doing it. But do I think Elizabeth Warren's going to do it? I just don't know. Well, let me ask you this. This is, is your most important quality like right now 
that the person beat Trump. Yes. No matter who is the nominee, I will support them in a big way, whatever it takes. But if but here's the thing. So if we all have to vote right now, us three, we have to go and vote in the primaries. And it's all of the candidates that are out there right now. Elizabeth Warren, Klobuchar, Joe Biden, fucking Bernie. Yep. Beto. Kamala. Kamala. They're all there. Andrew Yang. He's going to give the thousand. All the shit. What are you going to vote based on? Like, are you going to vote based on out of all these 10 people? And really, there's like, what, 20? 20. Out of all these 20 people, I'm going to pick the person that I think could most beat Trump. Or out of all these 20 people, I'm not fucking picking an old white guy. Out of all these 20 people, I'm picking a woman. Like, what is your main? If you had to pick right now of 20, is your thing who can beat Trump? Right. I just don't know because, you know, last time I voted for Hillary because I thought she'll win. In the primaries, I thought Hillary. Even though Bernie's thoughts and uh, out there, you know, pushing forward thinking, pushing the envelope was what I thought was more interesting. But my vote went to Hillary because she'll win. And that's the most important thing. And then I was wrong. So I do not know. Um, Well, I I don't know who because Joe Biden is like the safe choice. But is that just a Hillary choice? And are we really just then... You know, again, I will vote and stump for Joe Biden if he's the one that we're going to put up against Trump, whatever it fucking takes. But we're talking primary internally. I just do not know yet, because also most of these people haven't said shit. I did like that Joe Biden came forward and was like, it's about beating Trump. That's the best thing that he's ever done. I've been thinking about it a lot, like a lot. Um, We don't know for sure that that Bernie would have beat Trump. So, but I appreciate you saying you voted for her because you thought she was the safe choice. I feel like it, it does bother me that people are like if it takes an old white man then that's what it takes we just need to get trump out i feel like we're getting away from i feel like that kind of thinking is thinking like a republican it's thinking about winning and it's not thinking about um policy and what what you believe in and if eventually even if it doesn't happen this time it would suck to have him for another four years but the dismantling of everything that everyone believes in if that's what it fucking takes and that's what it fucking takes but i feel like voting to win isn't voting with what's best, what you believe in, like with your integrity. So even though I know people want to do that, that the most important thing is getting Trump out. I don't know that the most important thing is getting Trump out to put in Joe Biden, who's just going to fucking perhaps say yes to all of them and be more of the status quo and be their bitch. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know that he would do that, but I feel like I'm going to vote with my motherfucking heart. And I don't care if it's Kamala Harris and a black woman can never win. I'm doing me. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a lot of great things about different people. Like, uh, we don't know what the fuck Buttigieg does, uh, what he thinks. We don't know nothing. We don't know whether he's, a, you know, I love that he's there. I like his gay husband. <laughs> but do we think that the voters are going to vote? The people that we need to switch are going to vote? I don't know. He hasn't. He also has not said what he's going to do. We're in deep shit. Yeah. We think- need somebody who has a fucking plan and is not going to be a pussy. That's Warren, And who's going to act like, uh, who's going to act tough. I like to imagine, I like to sit and I think, who do I want to see? Who can I visualize as the actual president? I don't think about sort of what you were saying, like I'm going to just vote with who I feel, but I'd like to think of who who walks down Air Force One, who's going to walk out, who's giving the speeches, who do I want to see, who could really be. That was one of the horrific things about Trump. Right. Is that it was like, is that? And then it's, we just had to look at it. Exactly. It's like, that's not how that was supposed to look. No. Like, we, we, <laughs> find, we are down in the fucking bottom of the dirty 
bathtub with Trump. Mm-hmm. They br- he brought the fucking champions, whatever that college shit was, to the White House and served them McDonald's, Burger King, <laughs> and Wendy's. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> have Madam, please have some decorum. I have a chicken salad. <laughs> have some decorum, please. It's just like we're so and like it's just so gross it's now. It's so embarrassing. It's just like Beyond. we. It's so we need somebody who's going to come in there and fucking restore dignity and give a shit about people who aren't rich. Yep. And we know who that is, and and. That's what we have to do. Just be like, you know, we just have to go with, you know, with Pete Buttigieg. I do get the feeling that he um, he can relate. He's I don't think that he's somebody that like, you know, stumping for the rich. But at the same time, we don't know necessarily know that he ain't racist. We don't know for sure. Right. I know so. you said that. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, I hope I hope someone gay like Pete Buttigieg would have empathy because he's gay. So we're a minority of our own so that he might yes. be more open to that. But we need somebody who's going to re- be there for the people. Mm-hmm. And also someone who knows what they're fucking doing. You know what, yeah. like, there's so much to be said for someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And we just don't have it. And so what we have is like third tier replacements for Trump running shit. They don't know what they're doing either. Mm-hmm. And when you have someone in charge who doesn't know what the people are doing and has no interest in it, then they they can do whatever the fuck they want. So that kind of stuff is really gross to so me. That's the, so then we have Elizabeth Warren, uh-huh. Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Kam- well, I don't even know really Kamal. I would say Bernie, Joe, and Elizabeth, and Amy Klobuchar mm-hmm. know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg, Kamal has been a senator. She's a freshman senator. She's a sophomore senator now. Um, not even, because are they four years? Yes, I yeah, think so. Yeah, so she's a freshman still. I don't think she necessarily knows what she's doing that much, but but she'd be better than Trump. Yeah, but uh, you know, and I just be don't know. She'd better than Beto and better than Pete Buttigieg because she knows more than them. Beto, I, I you know I, I like. He's lost a lot of steam. Um, he he's been a little too soft. I don't know. It's yeah. like I need him to come hard, come yes. harder, not yeah. because otherwise he's if he for some magic won right and got in and didn't get the full support of the House and the Senate, then he's just gonna get shit on well and also who do you yeah. want to who's meeting with kim jong-un who's going to iran who's going to iraq right. who's going to who's gonna sit i i like to imagine kamala harris sitting with putin and oh, that, and it just i mean kamala hot. harris fulfills you know? all of our bad mommies yeah. she really uh, does like fantasies. i love elizabeth warren because she's the most prepared and has the best policies but i keep going back to kamala harris because when she talks yeah i just feel like she will not take any shit from anybody and i don't don't know she's somebody that's gonna talk out of both sides of her mouth i just don't think she has time right right she's not she's like judge lady red i don't have time i do not have time (laughs) no and elizabeth warren doesn't have time either that's right i think Uh, i don't think i just don't know whether she has the charisma to hit it that's honestly that's the thing i'm missing from everyone is someone who is striking a chord with a lot of people because they're coming forward with charisma and a plan and uniqueness and, and talent, nerve yeah. and, and talent. I need <laughs> right. a pre- I need a candidate with Kent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I still don't know who it is, and I'm hoping a star will emerge. You do? You want more people? No, I don't. Maybe I feel like in a ca- a group of twenty, I don't still don't know about all of them. Well, so, they're gonna debate in June. And I mean, then believe me, honey, be... I will be there. I want to watch it with y'all. We're gonna have yeah. popcorn, <laughs> and snacks. We can make notes. We'll do a oh, people's yeah. couch. Okay, so. Last Friday, this was like a few days ago, 
I don't know if you know this, if you've been NPRing it, Missouri became the sixth state. Oh, I know. To severely <laughs> restrict or ban abortion following mm-hmm. Ohio, Kentucky, Mississippi, Georgia, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. So your mom, Mary McGovern. Yeah. Um, was a major executive, I would say, for Planned Parenthood. Oh yeah, she was like she was a big number. Wig. She was like number three. I mean, so that was in the seventies and eighties. Did she go to the nineties? Uh, she into the beginning of the nineties. She left Planned Parenthood and worked for Pathfinder, which is a similar government agency helping with women's health around the world, basically. In the nineties. In the nineties. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what would your mom, the late great Mary McGovern, mm-hmm. what would she? Think about this, and is was she all would be said? I, this has always been happening, and we don't haven't noticed. Or she would be horrified, and, and you know she would if she was still alive and still sickly as she was in her later years, she would be getting her wheelchair out. My mom was like going around. She lived in Sun City, Arizona, in the last years of her life. Okay, because they moved there to go live next door to my grandmother. Is very white and conservative, and my mother would wheel her ass around. <laughs> To put Obama stickers and things on people, you know, because she was very passionate. She'd be horrified. The fact that Trump won, well, yeah. I'm glad she didn't live to see it because yeah. it's just it's just horrifying. So the whole abortion thing is very frightening to me because remember when we were making jokes about Handmaid's Tale, sweetie? Well, she's coming to life. Yes. Uh, the the fact that, the, again, this is the other thing. We're, we're in the people in charge now. I mean, it's the fucking Koch brothers fucking plan. Come to life, sweetie. It, they are there sneaking under the radar behind the scenes. The whole point was to change the Supreme Court so that all this conservative shit could keep happening. And let's just watch out for the time that they have that Republican convention and try to have a constitution, have train, change the constitution because it's coming. Okay, watch out. Koch brothers are on our tail trying to change the constitution. Have we seen this abortion situation in our lifetime? Because I don't pay attention till now. God, I mean, I don't think we've ever had it this severe as far as I remember. I don't think the whole thing like there's always right. Roe v. Wade has always been there and protected and they've tried and tried. It's been legal since I've been alive. Right. Since I've been fucking. but, But there's been no this whole thing where we're taking it to another level with uh, they're not even just trying to protect unborn baby six weeks are you that's fucking kidding me ban. that's an abortion that's ban. just no, that's no abortions and again once again the only people who are going to suffer from this are poor people because if you're rich oh you don't tell me that any of these fucking republican people who voted for this if uh kiki or whoever their daughter gets raped or has a or even Please. just has an, un, an unplanned pregnancy you don't think that they are going to fly her wherever to get her secret that abortion was, that, they will that was the whole thing in pennsylvania what was that guy's name it was like cody I can't remember his name, but he, the, yeah. The guy gets disbarred or whatever the fuck it is. He gets kicked out of office because he was his whole, he ran on abortion and his mistress got pregnant. And he got his mistress an exactly. abortion. Exactly. Like, like Trump hasn't paid for a hundred abortions. He sure has. I mean, that is the thing. So, you know, that these are rules they're making for poor people, because if you are making minimum wage, you can't afford to do anything. And again, this is where it all is connected because they're making minimum wage at what McDonald's or Delta Airlines or whatever, but the CEOs are making 122 million, 500 million. And so all the money's going up, nothing's going down. So then you're putting more restrictions on poor people. So they're going to have more children so that they stay poor. 
and you know all the white poor people in charge of trump just don't seem to be thinking about any no. of this they are no. not making the connections they've turned it into a team sport oh, i'm gonna do for my team trump forever motherfuckers make it <laughs> i mean yeah okay well your team is really shitting on you yeah, that's you're not what part i don't of the team you're, you're not on the team they're they're fooling you bitch they got you they got you and they got you good was getting all fired up. I felt like Julie. We are we are not fucking talking about the Mueller report on here anymore, okay, which means good. we're still talking about it. So <laughs> we did want to hear you weigh in. Like, one, what were your thoughts when? What what are your thoughts when the shit has come down? Mm-hmm. What, are you at the end point like us? Are you still waiting, hoping? Um, I'm not hoping for anything. I don't think they're going to do anything. I, I mean, we all know the truth is how the truth is right there. Okay. But once again, they've pulled a stunt and they wrote the book report said, nah, it's all good. Never mind. Charlie visited the chocolate factory. He got the ticket and in the end it all worked out good. So the, you know, the thing is the, I mean, it's like, come on. He's like, we're going to completely ignore the murders of Veruca Salt, mm-hmm. the other ones, those yeah. missing children. Never mind. It all worked out good in the end. They all die. They die. They get sucked up into the soda machine. Right, exactly. Floating, her fat ass turns into a blueberry. Doesn't matter. The factory is still running. <laughs> right, the factory is still running. Fine. And don't worry He's about evil. don't worry about the Fine. blood and the chocolate. Yeah. No, That's no, no, just no, no, raspberry no. swirl. No, no, no. Chocolate river. It's fine. Right, <laughs> there's raspberry swirl, and fine. nobody pay attention to the indentured slaves that I have. <laughs> Oompa Loompas yeah. working in the factory. <laughs> no, they're singing. They're happy. They're, they're happy. Fine. They they're love happy. singing songs about Zvi children being killed. Yeah. No. Right. Do the, you think? Um. Or do you care about the taxes? Or are you just like fucking do over I it? Care about the taxes? I care about the taxes very much, mostly because once again, it all just goes for the rich, and it, you know. No. I, do you I, care about Trump's taxes? Oh, I mean, I want. I care about them in the way that yeah, I'd love to see him out there and burn. But in this current situation, I don't know. Uh, it's like impeach him. Okay. There's the two sides of impeaching. We want to show that we're not going to stand for this anymore, but are you going to spend the next whatever months talking about impeachment when we really need to be doing like exactly like Brandy said, sending people to fucking Kentucky with millions and millions and millions of dollars to get Mitch McConnell out of fucking office. What I really want to see, and this is slightly off the messages. I want to see less talk about impeachment and more, uh, Democrats, hitting the message every day on television. Yeah. I want them on Fox News. I want them on every station. And I want them messaging in the same way that the Republicans always do it. They do it good. They do it great. They yeah. hold on to something and then they message the Constantly. shit out of it in their way. We are always defending ourselves. Yeah. We're always being like, well, they're being mean, you guys. It's not <laughs> true. We need some, we need tough, motherfucking, intense, rabid dog Republicans who are going out there with the message. They all need a fucking meeting at the beginning of the day that says, here's the message today because they're doing it on Fox News. Yeah, they, having re- the meeting. They're doing, they're doing it. There needs to be, there needs to be a team of super friends. The Justice League needs to get <laughs> yeah. their fuck ass out there and choose what well, today's the message. We're going to talk about this and today's we're going to talk about this and every single one of them needs to go on television and every place they can and get that message that they want out there because that's the only way we're going to start to seep into the brain of the people who are in that right. middle 
section. Who are in the mind control. Yeah, they're in mind control or they're just, they're not paying attention or they're like, they hear like, oh, lower taxes. Oh, great. Okay. Let's, oh, Trump. Yo. Let's do <laughs> Well, I'll vote for Trump. So, I mean, I, I, I will talk down to Trump voters because at this point, you're fucking idiots. Yeah, and they're not paying attention or they're seeing whatever they see and they just hear the same thing. I mean, I don't, I really don't think they realize like, that it directly affects like their health care and their taxes. Their I honestly care, think they taxes, don't realize they're going to pay more taxes. Like we had like, I mean, to, to bring it back to hate queen, Gia Gunn <laughs> came on the show and told us her mother voted for Trump. Gia Gunn is out there being like a trans star living her life, having her transition in public, yet her parents voted for Trump. So how does that happen? Where is the thing? So the message that we're sending out as Democrats is not connecting with people who, for whatever reason, say trans children is your issue, well, then somebody should be out there messaging about that because Trump is, is the opposite right. of that. And it's not just sexual sexuality issues. It's money. It's poor, poor it's people. Money. It's I mean The messaging that you want to get across is money. That's why Andrew Yang, at the end of the day, he's money because he's like, I'm going to give everyone $1,000. I'm like, that motherfucker will get every Trump person <laughs> who wants their opioids exactly. and they want their fucking Taco Bell. I mean, I do like the, I do like the thousand dollar plan. I love it. Yeah, love, love it. it. Love it. Do you know how, Google, th how much things would change? It would change a lot. Yeah, it would. And Google and Amazon and Apple, and they would all pay for it. And I think that message. And that's who needs to fucking pay for it. Google, Amazon, Apple, Facebook. Fuck all of you. That's who if he wants. You, if you're not paying major fucking taxes fucking Mark doesn't need another goddamn pair of Vivian Westwood black <laughs> no. sneakers or whatever the no. hell. No. And you know what? If you like that, go on Andrew Yang. It's the Yang gang. Go on Twitter and get involved. I mean, go to where the money's at. I have no problem being a mercenary as a motherfucker and being like, give me my G. Give me my G. Give Julie, give you, give us all our 1,000 so we can get our opioids and our fast food and live. Uh, and and live. live. And live. That's the thing. <laughs> And live. Why should we be the only country in America where the court, the the pharmaceutical companies get to charge two thousand dollars a bottle for prep when it costs eight dollars yes. somewhere else? That's just That's right. my own gay version right. of that. But there's absolutely no reason why we, as supposedly the greatest, the most free country, sweetie, we're fucking it up, and, and everybody you, is responsible. When, when lower income people have money to burn, that stirs the economic pot. That's that's, that's trickle up. Really, that's, what it is. that's really how we get the country moving, and how everything changes. When poor people have more money, there's less crime. When poor people go to school, it's like, and we are poor people. Everyone out there yep. who's within the sound of my voice, you're poor too. <laughs> or you won't be, be listening to this shit. You you are poor too. We are the poor. Okay, even if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. No, that's not you're rich. still pretty poor, yeah. but you're way richer than a lot of other people who are making under 40000 a year who are working harder and longer and with no with yep. no help. And the government is not doing a thing about it. All they're doing is getting up their percentages. Like, look at unemployment. It's way down. I'm like, but no one can survive, and they're working three no jobs. No one can survive on the money because the minimum wage, this whole thing with the minimum wage— and the, the way that these corporations are able to get away with ripping everyone off. Why shouldn't every single... If you work at McDonald's, you should have fucking health care. Yeah. And who's the company that makes the opioids and then makes the medicines? Oh, those motherfuckers um, need to Sackler. burn in hell. But that is the... That's the analogy for America right there. You make the thing that fucks everybody up. You charge everybody for their addiction. Then you charge everybody to get them off their addiction. And that's exactly... And then you get rich. Right. 
And that's Trump world. That's yeah. Trump world. That's America. the world. It's corporate America, yeah. and that's what it is. It's like capitalism has fucking gotten fucking rotten, and we need all need our $1,000, okay, Andrew Yang? <laughs> so, Agreed. Johnny, tell everyone, tell our 14 listeners mm. where they can find you. They need more of you in their ears, in their eyes, in their mouth, in their <laughs> pussy holes and assholes. Of course, you can watch me every week on Hey Queen. We're coming up with Hey Queen Pride. We just, I mean, girl, they've been, I've been worked to, to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Queen, and look at how you can see that on uh, YouTube. Also, season five is streaming on Netflix. But we are playing in Canada. If you're in Canada, Australia, South Africa, it plays on real TV. So that's exciting. Most importantly, what you should do is... We do is- have one listener in each of those places. Great. Well, get in. <laughs> Most importantly, go to uh, patreon.com slash TV. Now, I've been uh, podcasting for many, many years. And recently, I took it into a closed circle. I decided to just clo- to Elite. close the circuit. It's a bespoke, <laughs> bespoke podcast, and I do three different podcasts a week with a lot of the people that I love from my life that have been featured on my podcast. We have the Zero Fucks podcast where we talk about whatever the fuck we want, whenever the fuck we want, with Erica Tor, Adam Joseph, Linda James, Teddy, a rotating group of people, and that you get for just one dollar a week. I mean, that's a fucking bargain. Then if you pay five dollars a month, um, you get. That plus schooling the children, which is me and Teddy Margus talking about pieces of pop culture, music, movies, people, phenomenon from the past that we think are important for the next generation of LGBTQ plus and allies. <laughs> and then my favorite thing is at the $10 level, me and Linda James get together and we do very bespoke shows. We just finished a 12 episode run of The Red Menace Beach House, which recapped Lindsay Lohan's Beach House, but more importantly, mm-hmm. Look to the clues <laughs> that Lindsay Lohan is and has always been a Russian asset. <laughs> I mean, and that, that show got deep because we were grasping at straws. And then eventually turns out that the beach house was on top of the Hellmouth, and there were vampires <laughs> in there. I mean, it, it, it was a great show. Did and it then, culminate or begin with her attacking the Middle Eastern family? In... <laughs> it began oh, okay. with Don't Fuck With Pakistan. <laughs> and now we're doing a show on there called If You Seek Britney, where we're going deep into investigating the Britney Spears oh, conservatorship. I've been lately and we so are lo- into it, honey. We are looking deep. I'll have to send you the episodes. Okay. We are looking deep and we are getting the clues and people are sending us tea. Julie and, and I have been doing, we've been doing kooky Britney sunken eye drunken <laughs> drugged out thinspiration because uh-huh. even though she's in deep in the mental health game bitch keeps her workout going and we have been watching them we have can been I tell watching. you a little dark thing that we've learned on if you seek Britney yeah the reason that Britney has no problem keeping her weight down is they watch everything she eats and she needs to get permission so when she's staying at a hotel and orders from room service the hotel has what she's allowed to eat, and no matter what she orders, they send her the thing that's the right amount it's of calories. It's just like boiled chicken breast and like rice. Yeah. Or like no no carbs, nothing. There's, they send her. They have the, she can have this, and she can have this, and she can have this, and it's this many calories. And that's why she's going to fight the conservatorship. She's like, free me! I need to be. That's crazy. why she that if that every problem that she had, they've solved it by controlling the shit out of her. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, wow. and when you find out what's who's who is one of her managers, Lou Taylor, mean Lou, <gasps> sweetie, who is a it's a woman who is a conservative Christian who has people has in Britney Spears name is investing in anti LGBT organizations. OK, 
This shit is deep and layered. And you know who's involved? The media, okay? Because all these things saying, Britney really checked herself in. Britney really did all this. They're all from TMZ people, whatever, those people who are in bed yeah, with the payroll. Britney machine. Yeah. And they have to say those things because that's why the only truth has been coming out of these other Britney podcasts. Like Britney's Graham is the one that revealed the big, had the big thing that we figured out why, that she was actually committed months before she made the public announcement and that it was against her will. So this, the let's investigation not forget is old Jamie Lynn fucking weighing in and bugging on too. Well, they're all scared. I mean, they're all scared because they're, they all keep undercover liking the free Britney posts. Lynn liked it. Jamie Lynn liked it. Her <laughs> boyfriend liked it, but they're still all, they're all tied in because they're all living on that Britney money. They need that and fucking the, paycheck. They need the money. So they're all under the same type of control because none of them are rich. They're all living on Britney. They're now also you. Britney has made career long 672 million, but her net worth is 56 million. Where's the money? I know she didn't spend it on lighters because she sold the lighters. <laughs> That's giving you the mamas and the papas incest, but we got to keep that catalog. You I mean, know? They yeah, just keep it hush, hush. So there's a lot to get into. So go ahead. Hey, Queen TV, uh, mm. patreon.com slash hey, Queen TV. Go for the big one. And $10 you guys know a month. Linda, who does the Britney. Yes. Linda did the live show, did our very first the the one and only original cast oh of the god. live she show. Oh my god, she was so good. And when also she did, did Sweet Transvestite. Did, did oh a, took, took us to hair skew. Also, yeah, one Trump. of the smartest, funniest, most entertaining people I've ever met. And so, like, you know, like I work all the fucking time. So, like, the way to really connect with my best friends is that we sit and we yes. do podcasts. Yep. And we, it's what, it's how we do, it's yes. how we do it. It's how we catch up. It's how we have fun. And so, why don't, join me, won't you? <laughs> join me. Okay, love you. Love you. Now it's time for So There's That. Okay, um, now it's time for the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a positive ray of light shining through the shit clouds of this world. <laughs> it's never easy for her to do, but she does it week after week. Not because she wants to, but because she has to. But either way, it does help us end this podcast with a little bit of hope. All right, Meow Meow, what is your So There's That moment for this week? I just couldn't believe this. I couldn't believe it. I don't even... I, I didn't think I was going to be able to find anything. I can't believe that this is true. I just need to read this to you. Okay. Okay, because it's so goddamn fucking touching. I can't deal with it. Okay. Um, basically, apparently this la this um, weekend, um, Morehouse College had their graduation. Morehouse College is an um, all-black male college in Atlanta. And... Um, their their keynote speaker or whatever is named Robert F. Smith. He is a billionaire and he is also black. And he so he's giving his speech and he said this. I feel like that's where Bill Cosby went, maybe in the Cosby show. I feel like maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said on B. And by the way, um, who spoke at your graduation? 
who the fuck could possibly remember? <laughs> you I mean, you don't have some faint, you know, it's always some big, huge Oprah didn't speak at your graduation. Yeah, of course or, not. Of course not. Um, Darth Vader spoke at ours. Oh, okay. And he was um, awful. And the only good thing about the entire speech was that he said, may the force be with you. And everybody went insane. Um, other than that, I'm, it, he might as well have. Well, that's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But if Darth Vader spoke at yeah. my college graduation, I would have remembered it. That's yeah. Well, for that's sure. the thing. James Earl Jones, fucking Darth Vader. And yeah. it was just like, and he was, uh, he literally was phoning it in, phoning it in. Um, anyway, he said, on behalf of the eight generations of my family who have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel in your bus. So he goes on and they're like, oh, okay. And everyone's like, what is this? He told the fucking entire graduating class that he was going to eliminate their student loans. Everybody lost their minds. They start chanting MVP. He then goes on and says, now I know my class will make sure they pay this forward. I want my class to look at these alumni, these beautiful Morehouse brothers, and let's make sure every class has the same opportunity going forward because we are enough to take care of our own community. We are enough to ensure that we have all the op op opportunities of the American dream. He is going to cover 396 students up to $40 million in student loans. Okay. Um, it's, it's so unbelievable. I've never we've talked so many times about charitable or what you should do in charity or what's the best. You know, it's and there's so many charities and we all it's like Susan G. Coleman and Bryce Cannell. But this is a, somebody who gave these people money to pay off. Their, that's exactly what charity is like. You need get, paying off student loans is like the the um, the burden that you've just relieved of 396 people is incredible. It isn't going to a administration of a to offices who are doing that's not yeah that's fine that's good work but to hand somebody the money to pay off their thing that is what really is what we've discussed is the best thing that somebody yeah. could do i always would think like that i wish that I, a, I wish they gave scholarships to just mediocre middle class students yep. middle of the road students with middle class you know hard-working parents yep. who just like you know and just just help like helpful generosity go up and let you know yeah get 500 families pay the credit card debt of 500 families that are underwater just from their credit cards exactly and when it comes to students i think that it's so would be an amazing thing to have every um grant or scholarship or whatever even trying to get into school it's like you have to be the top of the class it's so competitive now it's so yeah even staying in school you have to have this gpa and then you're gonna have to well, what kind of job are you gonna get well what about the people who you know aren't great students but could use the help and maybe if they had exactly. a little help they could do better yeah and they you know well, you wouldn't have the worries girl it maybe if you didn't have the worries girl you could focus on on some other things yeah so I just thought that it was very touching. I th hope that it helps these guys and that they they that burden is relieved and they can then focus on all of their dreams coming true and whatever it is that they're going to do. But I think that it's just awesome and it just was an, an inspiring story. Um, so there's that.
episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you all for listening, and thank you to those of you who have already pledged on the Patreon page. If you haven't signed up, please go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and listen to a couple free episodes. They're there. They're free. You might as well check it out. And then, you know what you should do? You should sign on up. It's only $1 for an hour-long podcast, and it's how we keep the motherfucking lights on around here. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And thank you to everyone who has signed up for the Patreon. We couldn't um, do any of this without you, honestly. Like, that's correct. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, After you sign up for our Patreon podcast, go over to dccomedyloft.com and get your tickets for our live podcast in D.C. It's June 1st at 5 p.m. at the D.C. Comedy Loft, and it's going to be lit, and then we're going to get lit because the shit ends at 6 p.m., and then it's party all night D.C. style. Hookers, martinis, steakhouses, money laundering, murder, bribes, and gentlemen's clubs. If you can think of anything else they do in D.C., we will do it. We're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be racking our brains, to gonna, making deals, making deals, um, lobbying things, yeah, not making laws, talking about big tobacco, obstructing, looking for a, and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, <laughs> knocking on Nance Pelosi's door, drunk at night. We're gonna do sit-ins. We're gonna do it all. We are going to do it all. So, and we want you guys to join us and do it with us because. I don't know. It's going to be a, um, a kind of an anniversary of sorts for this podcast. It, it That's not our anniversary, but it but it will be it's a political podcast. And we've you know, we're going to be doing it in Washington, D.C. That's true. It's you sort know? of it's a milestone, a milestone. It's a milestone. A milestone. And you and, and you should come celebrate our milestone with us. We started this podcast. We're doing a political podcast. And finally, we're in the homeland, homeland, <laughs> the homeland. Um, And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it has been dumb. Sure has. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite 
from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 